Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome to this time of worship. Welcome to everyone who is in the uh, sanctuary this morning. Welcome to our Facebook audience. I was so glad when they said unto me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. Out of all the places we could be, he saw fit to bring us to his house today. Oh, what a glorious, glorious, glorious God that we serve. Oh, he's worthy of our praise, y'all. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our attention. He's worthy of our hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy this morning. Yes. If you would stand with me for the reading of God's word. We'll be turning to Psalm 149 this morning. And it says... Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the godly ones. Let Israel be glad in his maker. Let the sons of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing. Let them sing praises to him with tremble and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will, uh, he will beautify the afflicted ones with salvation. Let the godly ones exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Father God, we welcome you into this place today, Father. We will lift your name high above the heavens, Father God, for you are worthy to be praised, Lord. And we thank you that you have given us an opportunity today to praise your name, to show forth your glory, to exalt you above the heavens. Because not only, God, do you delight in us, but Lord, help us today to delight in you. We thank you and we welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on to make his name glorious. Come on, make his name glorious. Come on, make his name shine. So open up your mouth, even behind your mask. Give his name all that you have. Give him all that you have. Give him all that you have. He's given us all that we have. He's given us all that he need. He gives us. He continues to give us everything we need. So give him all you have this morning. Hallelujah. Every thank you, Jesus. Every Lord, you're worthy. Every Lord, you're awesome. Every Lord, you're faithful. Every Lord, you're great. Every Lord, you're mighty. Every Lord, you're awesome. Give it to him. He's deserving of the glory. He's deserving of the glory. Oh, he's deserving of the glory. He's deserving of the glory. Hallelujah. Come on, continue to give him glory. He's worthy to be praised. He's excellent in all of his ways. There is no failure in him. So what's holding you back? Open up your mouth and give him glory. Open up your mouth and give him honor. Open up your mouth and give him honor. Open up your mouth and give him glory. Praise the name of Jesus. Open up your mouth in this place and give 
glory. He's deserving of the why he woke you up this morning. He clothed you in your right mind. He won't let you be on the wake up list. That's just enough right there. Come on, that's just enough right there to give him all the glory. Hallelujah to Jesus, you're worthy of the glory. He's everything we need and more. Everything we need and more. Yeah. Oh. Everything. He's everything. Everything to us. He's a provider. He's shelter. He's protection. He's been our father. He's been a keeper. He's everything we need and more. Come on, lift up your hands, all your gates. Open up, lift up your hands and give him glory. Lift up your hands in this place. He's worthy of the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Everybody know this song. Sing to him. Everything. Everything. He's everything to me. Everything. 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 Everything to me. Everything. 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 Everything to me. Everything to me, everything to life me. and breath, life and breath. That's what he is. He's everything to me, everything to life me. Life and breath, life and breath. Yep. You're everything to me, everything to me. my Everything to me, you're my joy. You're everything to me. Hope for tomorrow. That's what he is. You're everything to me. Hope for tomorrow. Say, Master. Master. Yeah. Say, Savior. Savior. Hey. He's ruler. Ruler. Redeemer. Redeemer. Yeah. Say, Shelter. Shelter. Yeah. Shelter. Shelter. That's what he is. Provider, provider, and protection, protector. Yes, he is Father, Father, our Father, yeah, Father, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Father, your kingdom come, your will be done. 
Jesus' blood Lord's righteous name I cannot trust Counselor, a mighty God, everlasting Father. I see too many testimonies in this room to testify of His goodness, of His faithfulness. So open up your mouth and sing to Him, to sing your own song to Him. He's everything we need. He's everything we need. He's everything we need. Open up your mouth behind your mask and tell him he's worthy. Hey, open up your mouth and behind your mask and tell him he's worthy. He's awesome in all of his ways. 
There's nothing that he does that's wrong. He's holy. He's without blemish. He's awesome in all of his ways. Open up your mouth in this place. Praise the name of Jesus. 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 Push past your faults. Push past your disappointments. Push past it and worship him. In spirit and in truth. God, I'm hurting, but you're still worthy. God, I'm sick, but you're still a healer. God, I'm hurting, but you're still a mind regulator. Push past it and worship him. Hallelujah. just slip your hands up to him and tell him how you feel about him. Just tell him how you feel about him. Who is he to you? Just tell him how you feel about him. Everything you are. Everything. Everything. We honor you, God. We bless your name, Lord. Thank you for being our everything. We praise you right now. Yes, God. What a wonderful Savior he is. What a wonderful Savior. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places and has seated us in heavenly places right where those spiritual blessings are. What a wonderful Savior. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. but let's just pause just a minute come on stay right there Isaiah praise God from whom all blessings flow come on saints praise him all creatures here below praise him above ye Heavenly praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, 
Yes, Lord. 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 We say yes to you, Lord. Hallelujah to your name. We honor your presence, Lord. We honor you, God. Yes, Lord. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yeah, God. We honor God for just being God, just being who he is. So much God that he doesn't need our help doing it. Bigger than anything, more powerful than anything, stronger than anything, wiser than anything. He's God all by himself. solicit your prayers uh, Denise McAfee's son-in-law um, he passed last night uh, that's Tammy's husband uh, he and Tammy and the children live in Virginia uh, but he was down in North Carolina visiting his family uh, and so that's that's where they are uh, would you please pray for Miss Tammy and her uh, and the children and uh, and that entire family. Also, Mother Winston wants to thank us, those of you who donated last week, those who bought baked goods knowing where it was going. Uh, she was able to send more than $300 down uh, to help. It is, uh, you all know it's tough enough being sick at home, uh, let alone being sick across the country. Uh, and so uh, certainly we'll continue to keep them in prayer. Um, if there is anybody who found a bronze-colored hearing aid last week, a bronze-colored hearing aid, uh, would you please return it to the reception desk? Um, if you uh, if you found it, oh, gotcha. Okay, or you can give it to Miss Kelly um, Harris. It was hers. Uh, Kingston's not here today, is she? All right, if you see Kingston uh, Collins, that's Marisha and Brett Collins' daughter. Uh, if you see her, make sure you congratulate her or reach out to her on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or any of those places. Uh, she was awarded Sprinter of the Year from Girls Track and Field. Certainly congratulations, uh, Miss Kingston. Uh, 
if you are a first response responder, police, uh, fire, um, food service, grocery store worker, um, you have until the seventh. You can. You have until the seventh. I know that we didn't give you much time to register, but we want to honor you. Uh, you can call the church office. You, you have to call at this point, though. The online registration is shut down for that. Uh, if you are a first responder, food service, or grocery worker, uh, you can call the church office to make sure we have your name, uh, so that the church can thank you more properly graduate registration uh, if you are graduating or have graduated from high school trade school or college this year um, you have until the 7th as well you can do your registration online by the website or, uh, or on Facebook or you can call the church office but we want to make sure that we get the names of all of our Mount Calvary graduates um let me see. Tayana, you sent a message this week, didn't you? Did you send a message? No? Mm, okay. I thought it was you. Maybe it wasn't you. There was one more thing I was supposed to mention. I guess it wasn't. And now, of course, I don't see it. Okay. If I, if I remember or find it, whatever it was, whoever it was from, or is there anybody in the room who sent me a message that I was supposed to announce? Okay. All right. Uh, Brother Page, good to see you, sir. Good to see you. I pray that Detroit is treating you well, <laughs> but it is good to see you uh, back here in the Buckeye State. Um, LaDonna Turpin, are you here this morning? All right. Um, I would that you would uh, keep my wife in prayer. She's not feeling well this morning. Um, and uh, keep our family in prayer, would you? Um, I appreciate those who uh, who were praying last week. Um, nothing serious, I suppose, was wrong with me, uh, other than that splendor I told you all about last Sunday night. Um, it got uh, it got infected enough to um, to affect everything else. So by uh, I didn't feel good Sunday morning, but by Sunday night I had fever and chills and all those kind of things that. Uh, go along with an infection that's spreading and uh, I'm okay I'm okay just a big boy with a little splinter and uh, <laughs> but thank you for your prayers um, Reverend Herman Jackson is going to come and lead us in uh, in family prayer you don't have to come to the altar because of the uh, the protocols that we have in place uh, but Reverend Jackson is going to come and pray and then, uh, and then the choir is going to minister, and we will go back to Acts chapter twenty. All right. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. Are there any grateful people in the house today? Amen. 
As I walked through the doors of the church this morning, the Lord said, I, I need you to pray a, a prayer of thanksgiving. And I said, what you talking about, Lord? I'm not on, no one asked me to pray. <laughs> Went in the pastor's office, he said, you're praying today. And so as I pray, I would ask that we all pray and thank God for his goodness and his mercy. Let us pray. Father God, Lord, we thank you for being who you are. Father God, Lord, we thank you for all your mighty acts that we have seen and that we have read about. Father God, Lord, we thank you for calling us out of darkness into thy marvelous light. Father God, Lord, we thank you for keeping us during this time of pestilence in the land. Father God, Lord, we thank you for bringing Deacon Burks back to the congregation. Father God, Lord, we thank you for Sister Kelly's son, Austin, surviving a car accident, Father God. His car is totaled, but we thank you that he is totally all together. Father God, Lord, you are a marvelous worker of miracles, and we thank you for that. We thank you for sending your son to die for our sins. We thank you, Father God, Lord, as we slept all night long that you kept us by your mighty power. Father God, Lord, we thank you for waking us up this morning and we were in our right minds. Father God, Lord, we thank you for every piece of clothing we had in the closet to choose from to come out with you on the day. Father God, Lord, we thank you for this technology that you have blessed us with, that those who can't be with us now can, can celebrate your goodness and your mercy with us together online, Father God. Father God, Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you, Father. We thank you for our pastor, Father God. We thank you for healing him, Father God. We thank you for what you're going to do for his wife, Father God, Lord, in advance. We thank you for keeping his family. We thank you for every member of the Mount Calvary Nation, Father God. Father God, Lord, we thank you for all those that pray for us. Father God, Lord, we thank you for every missionary that's out on the field sharing the name of Jesus in countries that they didn't even grow up in, Father God. Father God, Lord, we thank you for rescuing those who have been taken captive because of their faith in you. Father God, Lord, we even thank you for every leader of every nation because we put them in your hands, Father God, that they may do your bidding, Father God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We're grateful, Father. We thank you for your word, Father God, that kept us, Father God, Lord, in times of storms. Father God, Lord, we thank you for the message that our pastor is going to bring on today that's going to help us to walk better, to talk better, to look better for you, Father God. We're just thankful. We're grateful. And we praise thy holy name. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Let everyone say amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. So we just wanted to encourage you today to trust in the Lord. It's a really simple song. You trust in the Lord with your whole heart. Lean not unto your own understanding, yeah. but in all your ways acknowledge him. And he'll do what? Oh, you know your word. Can you say it again? He'll do what? 
So we came to just tell you, trust in the Lord. Continue to hold on. And he's going to continue to guide you. Hallelujah. And protect you and cover you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
beginning at verse 24. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version of the Holy Bible, and here's how it reads. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Verses 24 through 28 of Acts chapter 20, you may be seated. Before I uh, go further, um, Minister Tracy Ross came uh, to Dayton from Texas, uh, what, uh, 2002? Yeah, and, uh, and has served faithfully in, uh, in many capacities. From, uh, from music, areas of music, running the music department, uh, to serving um, in the capacity as our leader in the prayer ministry. Minister Tracy serves with excellence, and she serves faithfully. And, uh, and she asked if she could sit down and talk with me and my wife and uh, I said, all right, Miss Tracy, out with it. And, uh, and the Lord is calling her home to, uh, to Texas City, to the Houston area. And, uh, and that's where she, she is headed. Uh, he is straightening out the way and paving the way before her. And, uh, and I just wanted Miss Tracy to know publicly how grateful and how proud I am <laughs> and
and she is soon to be Dr. Tracy Ross. with her uh, terminal degree from the University of Dayton and, uh, and we're grateful. There will, there will be an opportunity here shortly for us to share with Tracy and we'll keep you posted about that but I wanted to let you all know what was going on. Pray for her, would you? I can hear your voice. I just can't tell where it's coming from. Ah, yes ma'am. Okay. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Great. Thank you. Um, is that Carlos behind the mask back there? It is not because you're not nodding, so it must not be. Okay. Y'all don't know how hard it is <laughs> to tell who's who behind these masks. All right. Um, oh, all right. See, that's, uh, that's what happens when your phone is up here. Ms. Brenda Faison said, Mrs. Lawson just turned 93. She is looking at us in Maryland. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ms. Marguerite Lawson. Happy birthday. Um, and Ms. Vicki, uh, she's, she's looking at us too. She is 64 today. Happy birthday, Ms. Vicki. All right. When we were together last week, we looked at verse 24 of Paul's speech to the elders of the Ephesian church. He has called them together because this is going to be the last time that they're together. Uh, because he knows that the Holy Spirit is directing him towards Jerusalem. And he doesn't know what's beyond Jerusalem. All he knows is that the Holy Spirit keeps telling him through other people that bonds and affliction await him there. But he boldly declares in verse 24 what we looked at last week, none of these things move me. I am not deterred from the mission just because of what I see ahead of me. And as Paul continues his speech, as he continues sharing with the elders there, he tells them, you're not going to see my face anymore. But let the record show that nobody's blood is on my hands because I've done what I was supposed to do. And that is to declare all the counsel of God. And by the time you get down to verse 28, which is where we will spend most of our time today, Paul illuminates in this speech to the Ephesian elders, Paul illuminates some facts about the church. And that's what we're going to talk about for just a little while on our way to the Lord's table. Let me preach from the simple subject, the church of God. The church of God. And I know that we have been in, a, in Acts chapter 20 now for several weeks and I don't mean to belabor this or to drag it out but as we have been studying what it means to be the church we cannot just gloss over verse 28 of this text for over a year now we've been studying what the Bible says about church and I hope that you're not tired of the study but the spirit is leading us in, in this direction because we as the church of the living God we must, we have to get back to the biblical pattern for church 
Because what church is has been manipulated, it has been altered, it has been reconfigured until what passes for church today is but a shadow of what the Lord intended when he said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Can we even question why the world is in the shape that it's in when the church, the agent of the kingdom, the representation of God's presence here on earth, is in the shape that she's in and so we have set out to rediscover the church that Jesus built we are just going back to the original design in order to allow the Lord to line us up with what he intends his church to be and that's victorious and full of power and righteous seeking justice showing mercy loving God and loving each other, reaching the world with the powerful, life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, in this one small verse, there are several truths. There are some truths, some hidden gems to be mined so that we can better understand this concept of church. And I pray that this is helpful to the Mount Calvary Nation as we, uh, as we rediscover God's pattern for church. But also, I also recognize that there is an e-congregation uh, with several pastors in it with even with past uh, members from other churches, I pray that this is helpful uh, as we continue to look at what the Bible says about church, about, about church. There is, first of all, in this text, number one, a word about church leadership. Leadership of the church. And we need to know that God has ordained leadership in his church look at the text take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed stop right there now remember to whom Paul is speaking remember who he's addressing he is talking to the elders of the church of Ephesus elders that's the word used back in verse 17 and the word used there in verse 17 is presbuteros that word uh, it, it is translated elders the elders of the church those who presided over the assemblies the various congregations probably house churches and the New Testament uses the term elder and bishop in interchangeably all right elders of the church please notice multiple congregations but one church and then in verse 28 Paul refers to these church leaders as overseers episkopos a man charged with the duty of seeing that things to be done by others are done rightly I'm going to say it again he says overseers and the word is episkopos and the definition is a man charged with the duty of seeing that things to be done by others are done rightly a guardian a curator a superintendent this is the only time that the word is translated overseer in the King James Version. The other times that it's used, it is the word bishop. 
Let me say at the outset, I'm not trying to boost an image of pastor. I am not trying to vie for power. I'm not trying to make myself a bishop. But what we need to understand is how the church is biblically set up so that we can understand how to operate. And God is the one, not man. God is the one who designed the leadership of the church. Now we have seen already and we've talked about and we had uh, the show with Deacon Sandifer uh, up a answering questions. We've seen the, the biblical role that was assigned to the deacons. Y'all remember that? That is the servants in the church. Uh, Acts chapter 6, the people looked out among them to find a few men, just a few, because they knew that that was all they could find in all those thousands of people, just a few who qualified, who were full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom, and who had a good reputation. And their assignment was to make sure that nobody in the congregation was overlooked. Their job was to carry out what the church leadership asked them to do and that was to minister to the needs of the congregation the deacons the diakonos servants is what that word means and they were to lead by serving but now here we see that the assignment of the elder in the congregation the bishop the overseer is to serve by leading before we go any further the Bible's clear about what this looks like and again I don't write this stuff I just report it check out Titus chapter 1 when you get a chance just so that we can begin to understand the weight of the assignment an elder bishop must be blameless faithful to his wife a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must firmly hold to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Then take a look at 1 Timothy chapter 3 when you get some time where the same thing is echoed here is a trustworthy saying whoever aspires to be an overseer whoever wants to be a bishop whoever wants to be a pastor desires a noble task but you got to understand that the overseer the bishop has to be above reproach faithful to his wife temperate self-controlled respectable hospitable able to teach not given to drunkenness not violent but gentle not quarrelsome not a lover of money he must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him and he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect if anyone I don't write it I just report it if anyone does not know how to manage his own family how can he take care of God's church 
He must not be a recent convert or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. So as you can see, this is a weighty calling, a serious responsibility, and it is not to be taken lightly. It is, after all, the Holy Spirit who makes elders. It is the Holy Spirit who sets bishops and overseers. I'm still in the text. Paul says, over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer. Placed by the Holy Ghost, just confirmed by man. You know what Jeremiah 3.15 says, and I, that's the Lord talking, I will give you pastors according to my own heart. I know that we believe that we choose pastors. And maybe that's part of the problem. That we, the capital C church, have been making a choice that is not ours to make. Paul says the Holy Ghost is the one who gets to make that choice because he makes overseers. He sets pastors in place. It's a divine decision and he knows what he's doing even when the people don't get it or when it doesn't always make sense. Let me see if I can show you what I mean. I stand on the shoulders of some great men of God. I am the fifth pastor of the Mount Calvary Church uh, who came before me. There were, there were four others who came before me that the Lord set in place. And I can tell you for sure about at least part of the succession that the Lord set up in this place. Reverend Davis D. Mundy, Reverend D.D. Mundy pastored this church for 17 years until the Lord called him home. And my father served under Reverend D.D. Mundy. And then my dad went off to the Navy and Reverend Mundy got sick. When my father came home from the Navy, Reverend Mundy told him, I asked God for you. And now that you're home, I can go home. And he told the church, he told Mount Calvary that the Lord had called a young Sam Winston to be its next pastor. But when it came time to get a new pastor, after Pastor Mundy died, the church searched and searched and did not even bring my father's name up for a vote. Didn't consider him as the leader that Pastor Mundy had already told them the Lord wanted. Because there were better preachers that were more experienced leaders. My father didn't have an education beyond high school. He didn't have the, not at that time, he didn't have the qualifications. He was just a tall, lanky, country bumpkin from Sumter County, Alabama who didn't know a thing about pastoring God's people. But the Holy Ghost had somebody to stand up in that meeting and I don't remember who my daddy told me it was some of y'all were there they stood up in that meeting and said we need to consider this young preacher and then 46 years later thousands of souls later 
When it was time for a new season in the life of the Mount Calvary Church, the Lord spoke to my father and told him to pass the mantle of pastoral leadership to his young son. That was me. Now with a church like Mount Calvary, let's be honest, a church like Mount Calvary that was growing and doing ministry and pretty popular, Mount Calvary could have opened up a search and gotten somebody really grand. Somebody with a name and somebody with a reputation and somebody with some education and some pedigree. But the Lord said, I want that one with a music degree and no pastoral experience, no great preacher who doesn't know a thing about pastoring my people. That's the one I'm setting up and the Holy Ghost made me overseer. All I'm trying to tell you is that it's God's decision, God's choice, and the assignment comes from the Holy Ghost. We just need to know why we believe what we believe, right? Because it's this is word. I'm trying to teach you word. So what is the assignment? I'm glad you asked. It is a twofold assignment according to this passage. First of all, take heed. That is, beware. Pay attention. Be attentive. Hold your mind towards something. Paul says, first of all, pastor, overseer, take heed to yourself. <laughs> Man of God, overseer, bishop, Watch yourself. Pay attention to you. Make sure you're in line. Trying to oversee somebody else, oversee yourself first. Pastor, you can't do everything. You can't go everywhere. And you can't be with everybody all the time. Watch yourself because people are watching you some of them are watching so they can follow your example and some of them are watching so they can point out when you mess up but rest assured they're watching y'all don't mind if I preach to a broader uh, congregation this morning I'm on assignment Leaders in the Lord's church must first of all pay attention to their own walk. I know it's 2021 and we want leadership that is quote unquote real. But there is a standard by which overseers, bishops, pastors must govern themselves so that we do not mess up our witness in the church of God. And then he says pay attention to the flock. Notice that Paul uses the imagery of sheep and shepherd here. God's flock, God's people, God's church must be led and fed. You want to know what my responsibility is? My responsibility is to lead and feed the sheep. I don't get to decide where but I must lead the Lord's sheep to the pastures that he decides are right for his flock. I also don't get to decide what the sheep eat. He has provided his word and that 
alone and his word is for feeding the ship the sheep i don't get to decide that the sheep need anything other than the word of god listen there is a reciprocal relationship between pastor and people there is a reciprocal relationship between shepherd and sheep between overseer and congregation are y'all listening to me the shepherd feeds the sheep the shepherd leads the sheep the shepherd protects the sheep when wolves and other predators would creep in the shepherd makes sure that the sheep are eating from the right pasture the shepherd cares for wounded sheep the shepherd anoints the wounds of sheep who have been hurt by other sheep i told you it was a reciprocal relationship though right because the shepherd does that for the sheep and the sheep provide wool for the shepherd It's a reciprocal relationship. Y'all know what the Bible says. Bishops and pastors who serve well, especially the ones preaching and teaching, the Bible says are worthy of double honor. And that word honor in the Bible is referring to money. Listen, it ain't pastor's anniversary. I'm not asking for nothing. Mount Calvary takes good care of me. But you ought to know why. Why does the pastor get paid? Because that's the way the Lord set it up. The shepherd takes care of the sheep and the sheep take care of the shepherd. Why does the church take care of him like that? Because the Bible says you don't muzzle the ox while it's treading out the green. 1 Corinthians 9.14 Those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. I ain't giving my money in church. Tell that preacher to go get a job. Well, let me inform you today that he has one. Pastor, CEO, counselor, financial advisor, financial planner, grief counselor, lawyer, mental health consultant, spiritual advisor, life coach, foster parent, homeless shelter director, politician, community organizer, oh yeah, husband, dad, all while finding time to dig into and study the word of God, processing it for himself so he can live and then being able to regurgitate it in an understandable, cohesive, digestible manner so that the rest of us can eat too. I got a job. Like, Lord, you don't really want me to preach this. <laughs> Take heed, therefore, to yourself. Watch yourself, overseer. This is God's flock. And you don't get to treat God's flock any kind of way. Take heed unto yourselves and the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer to feed the church of God.
you may be the shepherd of the sheep but he is the owner of the sheep you go to Winston's church no you don't go to Winston's church because <laughs> Winston doesn't have a church God in my father's words is just allowing me to escort his bride a part of the way down the aisle and when my time is up the church will still go on church of God not only is there a word about leadership in the church but then secondly and I've only have I only have two points today this is it finally we see the truth about number two the ownership of the church Paul says feed the church of God his church you already know what Christ said in Matthew chapter 16 18 if there's nothing else you know from the last year and a half you know what Jesus said about the church upon this rock I will build my church, his church, this is the Lord's church. <sighs> that is why we cannot in sincerity call this a democracy. This is not about election by majority. I know Oh, I'm, I know. I, I got in trouble a couple weeks ago from some of the brethren, uh, and I'm probably going to get in trouble now. I know that we are hooked on this whole voting thing for every. So we cannot replace a roll of toilet paper to unless we vote to decide what kind of toilet paper we're going to put in the bathroom. But I got to tell you, the church was never set up to be a democracy. The church is a theocracy. God is the one who gets to decide what's right in the. I, let me. Can I tell you something? Can I I tell you something black people in the United States of America the majority ain't always right the majority thought it was okay to grab you from Africa and bring you over here in 1619 the majority thought it was okay to count you as three-fifths of a person the majority thought it was okay not to give you the right to vote majority ain't always right This is a theocracy. God decides who's in it. God decides who leads it. And God decides the vision. Let me tell you something. That's why we don't talk here at Mount Calvary about the pastor's vision for the church. Listen, if it's the pastor's vision, it's too small. We need God's vision for his church. If it's the pastor's vision, then when I'm off the scene, there's a new vision. But that's not the way God decided it. That's not the way God set it up. It is God's vision. So no matter who is at the helm, the vision continues. We are the church of God. That's why we can't be exclusive because it's not our church 
if it were our club, we could make rules about who can get in. But this is not a social club. This is the church of the living God. That's why we can't resent new people who may not look like us or think like us or act like us or dress like us or dance like us or like the same music as we. Because this isn't our church. It's the Lord's. That's why pastors, we have to be careful how we treat it because this is not the pastor's church. It is the Lord's church. The pastor may be the leader, but there is only one owner and it ain't you. I said when we started this study a year and a half ago, Jesus says it's still my church. Not the pastor's church, not the deacon's church, it's his church. Not the pulpit's church, not the pew's church, it's his church. Not the biggest giver, not the one who handles the money, it's the Lord's church. Not the one who makes the most noise, it's the Lord's church. But what makes the church his, I'm glad you asked me, and then we'll come on to the table. I want to offer that what makes the Lord's church the Lord's church. What makes this Jesus church is the same thing that makes that dress you have on your dress. It's the same thing that makes that suit you're wearing your suit. It's the same thing that makes your house your house. It's the same thing that makes your car your car. It's the same thing that makes your stuff your stuff. You paid for it. Paul said he purchased it with his own blood. Jesus wounded for our transgressions. Jesus, hallelujah, bruised for our iniquities. Jesus was punished for our peace. Jesus was beaten for our healing. Jesus died so that we could live. Jesus died in our place. Jesus shed his blood on a hill called Calvary. Purchased our salvation with his own precious blood. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but thank God he washed it. I love the way Andre Crouch put it. It reaches, yes sir, to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest somebody sitting here right now just because the blood gives you strength from day to day I know you can't look at anybody so close but look across the sanctuary tweet it out type it out put it in the comments say the blood will never lose its power I'm trying not to get all preachy, but I got to tell you, I feel it all up in my feeler. I got to tell you, I'm grateful just to be blood washed. Anybody grateful to be blood washed? I'm grateful to be blood covered, blood bought, blood cleansed, blood saved, blood redeemed. I've got a song that the angels can't sing. Redeemed. Redeemed by the blood <laughs> hallelujah
I hear Deacon John Taylor's voice ringing in my ears. All the blood. All the blood. All the blood done signed my name. How is anybody grateful for the blood of Jesus Christ? Blood that washed me, the blood that cleansed me, saved me, sanctified me. It's not that I don't have a record, it's not that I don't have a past, but thank God for the blood that has washed. Didn't just cover my sin, because if it covered my sin, you could pick up the rug and look at my sin and remind me every now and then. He didn't just cover it, he washed it. Clean. That's that's how we became his church. He that's why he owns it, because he bought it. I'm done. That's, but we couldn't skip over verse 28 because there's so much in there. And Mount Calvary, we need to understand why we're set up like we are. And it's not by man's design. It's by God's. It is not man trying to get over on anybody it's the Holy Spirit who set overseers over his flock. And preacher, if you're watching me, I'd need you to hear me. Please stop abusing the Lord's You do things differently when you realize that what you're charged with belongs to somebody else. Right? You let your own kid eat dirt before. <laughs> but if you're in charge of the neighbor's kid for the afternoon, if he's out in the mud, you ain't letting them eat dirt. This, is, this belongs to somebody else. I'm sorry, camera. There, there, there you go. You got it. Y'all on it. Thank you. Do you get it, Mount Calvary Nation? <laughs> we will uh, we'll stay in Acts for a little bit longer here as the Lord uh, rearranges. It's kind of like Um, if you came to my house today and walked into the music room and the couch is on the wall opposite the piano that you thought that the couch would be more functional perhaps in front of the door or separating the music room from the dining room. And so you come into my house because you think you have a better 
idea of how things should operate and proceed to slide the couch over between the dining room and the music room, we're going to have a problem. Because while it may accomplish what you have in mind, shifting stuff in my house ain't going to work. Why? Because me and Chanel bought it. And so little by little, we have decided that God didn't know what he was doing when he put certain things in certain places in his church. And we come in and say, Lord, I know you meant well, but I think it might work better if we do this and proceed to shift stuff like we want it. But I got news. It's his house. He's the only one who paid for it. So, all I'm saying is, come on, Mr. Vita. All I'm saying is, let's allow the Lord to shift back in place what he wants in place in his house. And we just say, yes, sir, daddy. How about that? All You've been bought with a price. He paid for you. So the question is, have you received the gift that's already been given to you? Because the scripture says that whosoever will, let him come. He doesn't have to pay the price again. He paid it once and for all. So if you're here today and you're not a part of that family or if you're watching us online and you're not a part of the household of God, not a church, God's household, then will you come? Will you accept the gift? He's already bought you. You go to the grocery store Someone's kind enough to pay your groceries. The cashier don't make you pay again. They said it's been taken care of. Well, that's what he did for us. He took care of it. We don't have to pay for the sin. He took care of it. Will you accept the gift? If you're watching us virtually, and you say, yes, I need to be a part of what God has already done for me, will you send us a message? Post it in the comments. That's the first call. And if you're here in the sanctuary, or even if you're watching virtually, and you feel that God is calling you to this place, just raise your hand and someone will come to you. 
if you're watching virtually, right here. Welcome. And you feel, are you ladies raising? We have two over here as well. Praise the Lord. You didn't come by here by accident. God brought you to this part of his body. And if you're watching us online and you say, I'm already saved, I already know the Lord, but I feel the Lord is calling me to this part of his body, let us know. Let us know. I'm sorry. If, Linda, it's this gentleman right here, and then these two ladies on the third row here. You got them? Charlene got them? Okay. And someone, you guys just be still afterwards, and someone will come to you and get your information, all right? All right. Praise God is right. All right. Now let's get ready for communion. Amen. We are grateful to be able to celebrate the Lord's Supper today. Does, oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. We practice in the Mount Calvary family what is known as open communion. That is to say thank you. You don't have to be a member of Mount Calvary to partake with us what we do ask is that you would examine yourself what are you examining you don't need to examine to see if you have sinned you examine to see where you stand in relation to what Jesus has done about the sin problem if you are his child through Jesus Christ no matter what household you are welcome at the Lord's table does everybody have elements who wishes them. Those who are joining us virtually, uh, get your elements together and we will commune. Let us pray. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the blood that has bought us, that has signed our name. Thank you for the sacrifice at Calvary, your body given, the blood shed, we are grateful to stand before you now clean because of the blood of Jesus. Thank you. Bless these elements that we have received and move among us as we take you into ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, gave thanks blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said this bread is my body given for you now take and eat all of it
likewise after supper he took the cup he gave thanks gave it to his disciples and said this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for the payment for the remission of sins now take and drink all of it and we thank him for his precious blood And it dries all. Come on, testify. My tears, the blood that gives me strength from day, from day to day, it will never. It's power. That's it. Come on, let's testify. It reaches to the highest mountain. Oh, it reaches to the high, to the highest mountain. Thank God. Oh, hallelujah. It flows to the Lord. The lowest valley. Oh, yes. Nothing but the love that gives me strength. Hallelujah. From day, from day to day. Just one more time and we'll go. Come on. It reaches. Oh, it reaches. To the highest mountain. Wherever you are, thank God it flows. Flows to the lowest. The lowest valley. Oh, yes. Thank God for the blood. Yes. That gives me strength from day. From day to day. Lose, never lose it's power. It will never lose. So glad it'll never lose. May the blood strengthen you. Listen, I don't know what you're going back out into. Don't know what you gotta go home to. But the blood will give you strength from day to day and will never lose its power. How about that? Who wouldn't serve this God? Who wouldn't serve this God? If you want to give today, if you are bringing your tithe or if you're bringing uh, offering for building fund or benevolence, if you're online, you can do it through Givelify. Uh, 
on your phone tap give you're done you can do it through cash app dollar sign mtcalmbc or you can bring it through the church parking lot for about the next hour or so the deacons will be here and you can place it in their glove covered hands if you're here uh, you can give to the deacons on your way out of the door or you can use any of the electronic giving methods that we have mentioned the ushers will uh, direct us out of the sanctuary and for those who are online there will be a short wrap-up video at the end of our time together thank God the blood will never lose its power now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and forever let all the Saints agree together in Jesus name amen, amen. amen. Uh, speaking of the blood not losing his power miss angel how's your son uh -huh. he's still fighting for his life but he's still here yeah. yep yes ma'am yes ma'am good we won't stop praying until we see what we know the blood will never lose his power god bless you contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.